Media Day continues on at the Super Bowl. And joining us now, his, I believe, sixth season with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Alex Whittingham, kind enough to join us. Alex, how are you? Hey, Alex. I'm doing great, you guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Good man. This is old hat for you. Voice. This is what you just do. You ju- you guys just go to Super Bowls. This <laughs> is is it hard not to take it for granted? And and because this is an unreal run you guys are on. No, it has been crazy. Um, it, it's a huge blessing to be able to be making this trip. I mean, even once, but to do it. Gosh, this is the the fourth time um, I've been able to do this in, in my six years and. It's hard because, you know, I'm just getting started, and so I don't really have, like, the perspective of some of the older coaches. So I'm trying to appreciate it for what it is and know that it's, you know, it's probably not always going to be like this, but I'm just, you know, enjoying it while I can and and trying to make the most of it. It's been a great run. So, Alex, are you able to point out to Coach Reed that – that he's made it to four Super Bowls since he hired you. Like, is that? Are you able to like at least say, "Hey, Coach, I, I, I think this might be beyond a coincidence because you you have done some great things for him, and here you are on your trip to the fourth Super Bowl. Is there some recognition of that, Alex? Yeah, no, I think you could say that there's been no other factor besides me that's gotten us to this point. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Uh, no, it's it's been great, and and the timing of it all has just been it's it's crazy how it how you know Patrick's first year uh, was my his first year starting was my first being being here, and uh, no, it's just been good timing, and it's been fun learning all the time, and and uh, kind of growing as a coach, as a person out here. Um, in being able to have all the success at the same time, it's been, you know, the best of both worlds, being able to learn and grow while also having these, you know, Super Bowl runs. It's been great. You know, there was a moment in the season where I think a lot of people looked at the Chiefs and said, okay, well, you know, they had their run, but they're coming back down to earth a little bit. And then you guys respond. You end the season strong. Obviously, for the first time, you have to go on the road to win playoff games, and you get that done. Uh, Does this mean a little bit – does this have a – I don't know. Does it feel a little bit different? Does it feel a little bit more special being in this Super Bowl, considering some of the adversity you guys had to face this year? It definitely does. I, I think it really does. And, you know, it, it is nice. Those first couple of years, we've had the one and two seeds. We've had those first round buys and everything. It's made the road a little bit easier. Um, but this season has just been such a, it's been a learning experience. You know, people did count us out earlier. We, we were struggling and uh, dropped some regular season games. But the guys, they just, gosh, they, they stayed so persistent. And Coach Reed did a great job of leading them and not letting anyone get too down or too high. And, uh, you know, being able to go on the road these this playoffs, you know, we went to uh, Buffalo and went to Baltimore and, and played all these great quarterbacks. I think, you know, it's a tough road on paper, but being able to do that and beat those guys in those places, I think it's helped mold us and build us into a better team to get into this game, you know? Is it a bit of deja vu going back to that 2020 Super Bowl, you guys versus San Francisco? I know it was in Miami, Does but does are there some feelings of it being similar or, or anything related to that back, you know, three years, four, four seasons ago? Yeah, no, there, there's definitely some carryover. You know, they, they got – Shanahan calling plays uh, over there still. Um, they've had a few coaching changes, a few personnel changes, but they have a lot of the same core. You know, they got Kittle. They had Kittle back then. They had a young Debo back then. Uh, the fullback. What they didn't have was McCaffrey, and he's added a whole whole different wrinkle to their offense. So that's 
definitely been a new thing to adjust to. But uh, no, there's definitely similarities because we played them uh, those couple of years ago. But they've evolved as a team, obviously, and, and so have we. How difficult is it to prepare for a team like that? Because obviously, so many, so many pre-snap motions, uh, shifts. I mean, Shanahan's always out there trying to find mismatches. Is this as difficult of a team to prepare for as any you've seen? It is difficult. You know, they, they present so many different looks and and they have, you know, pretty much a positionless offense. They got their fullback split out wide, they receiver, they put Debo in the backfield. They they give you so many different looks that you gotta go through all your calls and, and make sure, okay, when they give us list look, do we have the right check that we want to that and and they shift in motion so much and uh I think one of the benefits, you know, we played Miami in the wild card round and they're kind of a like a mad scientist version of this same offense because McDaniel came from the Shanahan system. So we, we've had experience uh, facing this kind of, you know, unique presentation. But, uh, no, they, they definitely give, you know, a lot to talk about in those staff meetings to get things right. You know, Alex, I, I know they've got you listed as the defensive quality control coach, and I just remember being in the NFL, and you see all these different coaches and the, the roles that they play and the importance of each role. Uh, help people understand what, what are some of your main responsibilities being with the Kansas City Chiefs as the defensive quality control coach? Yeah, um, quality control coach is not really something that people would know what that guy does on paper. Um, it's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, um, a lot of film breakdowns. Every team we play, you know, we look at a certain number of games and we kind of categorize all their plays by, by formation, by personnel, run concept, all these different things. And my role as that is that is to kind of define everything that an offense does so that when we get to that game week where we're playing someone, uh, our position coaches and coordinator can digest it a little easier. Um, aside from that, you know, I, I work with the linebackers specifically. Um, and so really just helping our linebacker coach with drills and, and getting his presentations and his practices and his individual uh, ready and, and getting doing what we want to do there. Um, pretty much whatever. <laughs> it, it changes all the time a little bit, too. There's unique tasks that come up here and there. So just kind of always being ready for whatever we need to get the guys ready for the game. What's it like working for Steve Spagnola? Because it felt like, especially in that game against Baltimore, he put on a master class, and your entire staff did in terms of how to handle that Baltimore offense and one of the more dynamic players in in, in uh, Lamar. Uh, I just thought he did a tremendous job, and you guys as a staff did a tremendous job. But what are, what are you gleaning from him? What are you learning from him as a defensive coordinator? Um, it, it's been awesome to work for Coach Spags. He is so detailed and thorough and, and creative in all the things that he does, you know. Um, and then you get to those Wednesday night meetings when we're putting together our third down packages and, and pressure packages. And so, some of the stuff that he comes up with is just is fascinating, you know, and, and it always, not, you know, gets into the game and, and is effective for what we're trying to do. And and uh, he, he's a great leader. He, he keeps things organized and um, – He's been a great guy to learn from, you know, having him and coach Reed and coach Nagy on the offense, like those, those, that those leaders right there, uh, it's been great to learn from. Um, they set a great example in a lot of different ways um, with their creativity and, and their leadership skills and it's a blessing. It's, it's good to learn from them. Is Andy Reed ultra competitive? 
like Kyle Whittingham? Is, is it, does he have that never lose, always on the edge, very intense mentality behind the scenes? Yes, yes. To answer your question, yes, he's a very competitive guy. He might not be as, you know, loud and outspoken as other coaches. He, he's a little more mild-mannered, and he kind of keeps it down uh, at a low level. But when he needs to bring it and, and get the guys fired up, he definitely does that. Um, but he does such a great job of, you know, staying even throughout the whole year because there's so many ups and downs in an NFL season. Uh, he, he does a great job of set an example of not being too high, being too low. But, no, he, he's definitely a fiery competitor, and uh, he uh, does a great job leading us. Alex, is it as difficult as it seems like it would be to ignore all the distractions? Because, you know, we, we see him on a daily basis with Taylor Swift and and Patrick's <laughs> situation and everything that could be a distraction. Is it hard to avoid and get away from those distractions and focus on football? You know, it, it does take effort to put things aside, but I think the, the guys on the team, and, and again, starting with the head coach and, and the standard that he sets, the guys do a good job of, you know, there is a lot going on outside of this, and especially you get the Super Bowl week, it's a it's a circus, you know, with everything that's going on. But we, we make a very concentrated effort to, you know, keep those things outside the building. And uh, obviously they've done a pretty good job, I think, our – our play has shown that the guys are focused and when it's time to get down to do what we need to do, they do, they do a good job of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. You, you mentioned uh, Miami and what they do offensively and, and Shanahan and at San Francisco, even in just your six years and your five years as being a, you know, quality uh, control guy on the defense, how much is the game evolving? Because it really feels like, uh, in just a short amount of time, the evolution of offensive football in the NFL and football just overall at every level seems like it's it's changing and changing pretty dramatically. No, it's fun to watch. It, it, it really is. And uh, I'm in my sixth year, so I'm starting to get a better understanding of kind of d- different coaches, offensive coaches' personalities and how that shows up into the plays they call. Um, and I, I, you know, as the film breakdown guy, I get the opportunity to look at thousands of plays throughout the year and i see what you know kind of themes and trends they go from team to team and you can kind of see you know what san francisco does kind of gets carried on to miami because you know same coaching trees and it's interesting you know just the copycat league you know as they say and that really is true how one concept will work for a team one week and then the next week you see it in another game um for us that you know as a defense that's what we always got to be got to be ready for because you know we've gotten beat by certain run concepts or certain routes and that's something that we got to work on because you can pretty much bank on another team bringing that out against you you know down the road so always being aware of teams copying each other is something that you got to you know practice for and be prepared for i guess the question would typically be how often do you call your dad or uncle freddie and ask him for advice, but I think it's almost flip-flopped. I mean, you're with the Kansas City Chiefs, multiple Super Bowls. How often do they call you and say, hey, what what are you guys doing over there? How's how's that working? <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, it is fun talking ball with those guys, and, and as I've learned more and more, there's more stuff that we can talk about. Um, but, no, it, it the, the pecking order is still definitely, you know, the old guys are <laughs> above, and, and they keep me informed on what's going on. Um, but no, it is fun being able to talk to dad about all that stuff. And 
you know, 90% of the time we're talking about other things, how the families are doing and everything, but it is, you know, fun to call and say, Hey, you know, you've been a defense coordinator. What would you call here? And, and, and stuff like that and kind of get, get his opinion on things. And it's always interesting to hear that. By the way, your uncle Freddie, probably the most underrated coach in the state. One of the most underrated college coaches in the country with what he's doing with tight ends. And, you know, he's, and he's great with recruiting too. Um, he is, he's got to be a real help for you just as far as family and coaching goes. Absolutely. You're right. Freddie is underrated and, and he's had those tight ends playing at a high level for several years now. Um, so like I've been lucky to have such great examples, you know, with my own family of, of guys that are doing things the right way. And then you got uncle Carrie down at Timview who's had so much success over the years. You know, there's, there's a high standard that's been set in this family for coaching. And, yeah, no and uh, something I'm striving to do is, you know, even come close to living up to that, but no, it, it's good. And I mean, there is all the football aspect of the family, but you know, my best times with those guys are when we get to go play tennis against each other and, and, and just hang out and, and do stuff like that too. So you try to get best of, of both worlds, the family stuff and the, and the football stuff. So when you hear, uh, you know, whether it's Kyle or, or Freddie or whoever telling you about like, you know, we got this NIL, we're dealing with this or the collective and we got to re-recruit because a kid could leave at any given moment and all the stuff that all the craziness going on in college. You're like, yeah, and I'm sure you're putting in 90, 100 hour weeks, putting film together and stuff like that. But you're probably like, you know what? We draft a guy. We signed him to a contract. He's stuck here for a while. I kind of like where I'm at right now. I don't know if I want to deal with all that nonsense down at that level. Uh, I'll be honest. It does sound like a nightmare. It, it is an absolute nightmare what is going on in college right now. And, and you hope that someday they get to some sort of system and, and get it organized somehow. But I, I can't even fathom having to how, – how do you manage a roster, you know, with with these guys that are on essentially one-year deals every year and then become free agents all the time. And It's just – seems like a headache to be able to keep track of that. And, and there is some – you know, I, I mean, I love college. That's when I first got into this business, I, I wanted to follow dad's footsteps and be a college coach and, and things just ended up working out the way they did. But, um, no, there's, there's definitely, um, some good, some bad at all levels, but I'm, I'm happy and blessed to be where I'm at. Well, the state of Utah is proud of you, Alex way to represent that Whittingham name way to represent the state of Utah in another Super Bowl appearance. And, Keep going, man. I, I I hope someday you'll rethink that and you will come back to college, come back to the state of Utah and, and make your, your name and, and your presence known because uh, we could always use good coaching here in the state. I appreciate you guys. It's always good to talk to you, and it's our it's our annual conversation, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can keep it going. For, for the next eight years. Yeah, yeah let, let's do that. Let's do that. Awesome. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Alex. Good luck. Good luck, Alex. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There he is, Alex Whittingham right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.